0: Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the lifestyle you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Achenpong, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, guys? And welcome to the second episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. So this is going to be an interesting one because I debated it, I contemplated it and i wasn't sure if i wanted to talk about what i'm going to talk about today uh partially because it's it's pretty personal um now i have shared bits and pieces of my journey um just you know th- with, through my friends or through my social platform but Never really at the capacity that I'm kind of going to kind of touch on it today. So at first I was a little hesitant, but then I thought about it and I was like, this is the legacy and lifestyle show. And essentially what I'm going to share is the essence of that whole concept, in my opinion, at least. So I'd say, you know what? Why not? Why not share with people? what i what i experienced and how i handled it and really how i'm handling it just to give a perspective of the reality of how life really works versus how we expect it to work and how we're going to respond to that in the midst of it. So, today i'm going to talk a little bit about my my health journey and i i don't know if i'm going to get in the habit of giving ep- every episode a title, but there was one that came to mind when i thought about this this particular topic and the one that came to mind is Rerouted, but not rejected. And as we get into the show, you'll kind of understand a little bit more about what I mean by that. First and foremost, for those who maybe haven't been following me on social media or aren't in my immediate network and might not know what I'm referring to when I say my health journey, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of backstory. I'm a very active person, very physically fit and have been for at least striving to be for the past, I'd say almost nine years now. And that's almost kind of become synonymous with who I am. Like people know that George is going to eat right. He's going to work out. He's going to take care of himself and he might even make you feel bad about you not doing it. (laughs) But uh, this this past couple of years, um, I've been experiencing some, some adversity, I'd say with my health. I mean, it all started back in 2014, around August. Uh, you know i had some back pain that i couldn't really attribute to any one thing uh but you know for the most part i was able to still kind of keep going there's a couple things i kind of had to modify in the gym but by and large i was i was able to make it happen and still push forward and that's just my nature anyway i'm not going to let anything stop me so That was August of 2014, and that kind of continued throughout the year. You know, some days were better than others, but my daily life wasn't really impacted. It was just kind of that aggravating, nagging pain that you just have to kind of endure. Then fast forward to March of 2015, pain started to get a little more severe, a little more frequent. One night, it was a Friday night after going to the gym earlier that evening, I uh, ended up having to go to the emergency room. Uh, I was just in such excruciating pain i didn't know what was going on so i said Man, i gotta go i gotta go figure this out so i went to the emergency room and those of you who are familiar with how the hospital works unless your arm is falling off and there's something visibly evident that's going on it's going to be hard to really get to the bottom of what your problem is i mean they, i think they tried to send me away with I ibuprofen um, and that obviously wasn't going to do anything and wasn't going to help my problem but nonetheless I drove myself to the hospital it was like 2 two thirty in the morning and then drove myself back home and that weekend i think i tried a couple things i went to like an acupuncturist um and then that following monday i scheduled an appointment with a sports medicine doctor she told me what she she thought might be going on and because i'm so active and because in the the world of health and your body in general symptoms overlap so if i'm having back pain and then she says, oh, well, your muscles are tight back here and it's causing this constriction and causing that. You know, that's that's a logical answer. Is it the root cause of my problem? Who knows? I got a little bit of relief there. She gave me some injections that supposedly were going to loosen up my muscles. And like I said, I got a little relief there. Um, obviously, now I know that wasn't the root cause of the problem. But, you know, at that point, I didn't know any difference. That happened. And that was, like I said, March of uh, 2015 you know, throughout the year, I'm still, you know, experiencing pain, but she gave me some corrective exercises to do, which, you know, I believe to be working. And I was able to continue to, you know, stay in the gym and stay active, uh, despite how I was feeling. I said, never got to a point where I was pain free, uh, but I was still able to move and shake. So that was enough for me. I got, I got married that same year in September. So I remember actually the day before the wedding and the day of the wedding, the pain being just awful. I mean, it was, awful at times you know throughout the entire year but specifically those two days it was just bad and I didn't even know if I was going to be able to attend our own rehearsal dinner but I knew that wasn't an option so I kind of you know it up and made it happen and put a smile on my face and you know same thing you know throughout the wedding I think more more than anything I was running on adrenaline so I was able to get through it so we had a great time then uh went to the honeymoon at what two days later went to Aruba and of course I'm going to work out on my honeymoon so we're in the gym and you know and there again, still that, that same nagging back pain, a little worse. I'm, I'm used to it at this point and just kind of think it's par for the course. And, you know, not that I was the stubborn, stubborn guy who wouldn't go to the doctor, but, you know, I had been going to, you know, throughout the entire year, chiropractors, massage therapists, sports medicine doctors, physical therapists, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just basically doing what they're telling me to do. And I'm just, you know, believing that this is part of the process, so when we get back from the honeymoon, I start to get a little more aggressive with trying to get to the bottom of this. I go back to my sports medicine doctor, and you know she does the injections again. This time I get no response. So then she signs me up for some ongoing PT. There again, that didn't that didn't work at all. Uh, and then we're pushing into November at this point, and each day the pain is getting worse and worse and worse. It got to a point in early to mid November that I was in so much pain that I couldn't leave the house for anything. Other than a doctor's appointment, I had stopped working out. And any, anybody that knows me, if I if I got to a point where I stopped working out, it must it must have been really really bad. So at this point, I'm at home every day. Luckily, you know, I have the type of career where it's flexible and I can get stuff done from home and not be completely incapacitated. But it it was pretty it was pretty rough. I and mean, at this point, I had think I had went to the emergency room again. Even though I knew I may or may not have gotten any answers, at that point it was, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night and I just was in debilitating pain. So there again, no answers, but they did do an ultrasound, said, hey, we might want to have a second look at your kidneys. Let's refer you to this doctor. So make a long story short there, uh, I get referred to a kidney doctor, get diagnosed with a kidney disease. Um, Then he calls me back and says, I'm not a hundred percent sure you have this disease. Let me refer you to another kidney specialist who can get another look at it. He says, well, I think you do have this disease. Then I, and then I'm just feeling uneasy about the diagnosis because it's kind of going back and forth. And then when I'm doing my own research online with the other symptoms that you should have, uh, I just, it just doesn't sync up in my mind. So at that point, I, I kind of go back into research mode myself. And then I think my, my sister, my wife proposed the idea of, if nothing else, let's at least try to get the pain to a more manageable level. So they found a pain management clinic that a good friend of mine actually ended up working at. So it ended, ended up being good because I had a kind of an inside person who was looking out for me. So I went there, and they thought the root cause of my problem was uh, a disalignment with my spine. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, so when they're talking to me and telling me, you know, why they think this is the the cause, and they're showing me the pictures, you know, it all makes sense. It all sounds logical. And at this point, I'll do anything to be be pain free. So I I roll with it. It was a very expensive place because your insurance didn't really cover most of it, so I had to pay a few thousand dollars out of pocket. Started doing that for a couple of weeks, and like the first day, it was kind of a sign of hope. I was like, man, this might really be it. This might really work. Every day after that, I got worse and worse and worse and worse uh, to the point where I couldn't even stand up straight. Like I had to hold my hands on my knees just to be able to walk around. I don't even know why I was trying to drive at this point. It was probably the most unsafe thing possible, but you know, I had to get around and it was just bad. It was just bad. So I got to a point where I was like, this isn't working. Things are getting worse. Uh, I found another physical therapist. At this point, I'm just throwing, you know, throwing darts at a board, just trying anything. And uh, this guy was very knowledgeable, kind of explained to him what I I had going on, started working on me. And, you know, there again, his thought process was based upon what he thought was going on. This is going to be a work in progress. You're not going to see, you know, pain relief overnight, but we're going to get you back to normal. I was like, cool. Like, you know, let's do what we got to do. That didn't That didn't work. Well, at the time, I didn't know it wasn't working. I just knew I was still in the same level of pain, and it was, quite frankly, getting worse. And then I was still doing my research, and I stumbled across a holistic chiropractor. And at this point, I had written off all chiropractors. I had been to at least four different ones for probably 20 different visits, and I was just, I'm done. Like, it doesn't work. It's not doing anything for me. Uh, But for whatever reason, something, something in my spirit told me to, you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. At this point, because I was putting trust in a the physical therapist because of how knowledgeable he was, I asked him, I said, hey, look, do you think it would make sense to, you know, get adjusted by way of a chiropractor, you know, in conjunction with this treatment? He said, you know, now that I'm able to kind of loosen up those muscles a little bit that are pushing up against your spine, I think it will help. So, you know, feel free. Because, But if he would have said no, I would have never went. So right after I leave that appointment, it's raining. It's a Thursday. I head over to, and this is December. I head over to uh, the chiropractor. You know, there again, walking in, my hands on my knees, can't stand up straight. Um, at this point, I had I hadn't been able to sleep with no exaggeration, my wife can validate this. I had not slept one second in over seven weeks because the pain was so bad. All I could do is sit on the couch in the middle of the night in agonizing pain. Sometimes I was I would stand. Sometimes I would face a corner in the wall. I couldn't sleep. It was, it was agonizing. So I walk in and immediately she's kind of looking at me like, uh. I mean, her eyes said it all. I was like, well, based upon the way you're looking, I don't know if me as a chiropractor can solve your problem. We kind of talked through things and I told her what was going on. They did some cold laser therapy and some other things. At this point, you know, in your mind, you're trying to, you're hoping that things are working. You can't really connect the dots if they are or not, but you're just, you don't know what else to do. So you're just believing. Like, so when she asked me, did it help? I'm like, uh, you know, I think. I think it did. I think it is, it's helping me out. But the reality was it wasn't. She made a judgment call and she said, hey, look, I don't even think I want to adjust you because the type of pain you're in, it just doesn't seem like there's anything that I would be able to do to fix it. So she uh, calls in an MRI for me. And anybody, again, who knows anything about the medical world, sometimes it's hard, harder to get the more expensive imaging testing and get your insurance getting your insurance to approve them because they want to make sure that you've done your due diligence before they just, you know, pay for something uh, without knowing if it's really necessary so she had kind of had to really bolster up why I needed it but quite frankly I mean if you would if my insurance company could have saw me it would have been evident that that you know that shouldn't have been an issue for them to approve but they didn't end up approving it and I was able to get an appointment for later on that night uh, at the chiropractor so we went back home and I'm just kind of you know laying around in pain per usual really nothing that I can do at this point, um, just you know, agonizing pain. Wife drives me to the uh, hospital later on that night to get the MRI, and as I, I get the MRI, they f- kind of stop halfway through, and he kind of says, hey, look, I'm, g- I'm gonna go ahead and finish it, but I just wanna let you know you're not going home tonight. We think we know what's going on. So I'm like, okay, so then I'm nervous because I'm sitting in this MRI machine, and if anybody's had an MRI before, it's loud, it's, it's tight, it's confined, it's not the most fun experience. I'm sitting there trying to lay straight because I'm in pain. It's kind of, it's difficult to lay there. But when I come out, he says, well, you know, we're going to have to get some experts to look at it. But at first glance, it looks like you have a, a fractured spine and it looks like it was caused by a mass and a mass being a tumor. So, you know, at this point, they don't know anything beyond that. They just know that a, a mass fractured my spine. So then I'm like, in my mind, I, I was shocked, but I really wasn't because the way I was feeling, I knew it had to be something traumatic because I'm one that can push through and fight, and and you know despite the circumstance. And even if you go back to some of my old posts on social media from last year, just a couple months before, I was deadlifting, you know, almost 500 pounds, squatting 400 pounds, and I was hurting. Then and wasn't doing it blindly, like you know, I was. I'm thinking it's still an issue that okay, well, as long as I work through and do what the doctor tells me, I'll be okay. So I'm still you know getting after it. And you mean to tell me I was squatting. 400 pounds, deadlifting, 500 pounds almost, uh, with a broken spine. Uh, and at that point, it just made sense. Now, mind you, the caveat to that is there's nothing that I did to ex- exacerbate the problem. It's just amazing that I was able to even do that knowing what I had going on. Now, I get admitted to the hospital. And you know, to kind of fast forward this, I get a, a series of tests, biopsies, CT scans, MRIs, All that stuff, and you know that goes on for about a week, and that's when they tell me the exact diagnosis, and they say that I had a giant cell tumor of the of the bone in my thoracic spine, caused it to fracture, Um, and that's what kind of was the extent of what was going on. Um, They kind of explained to me the scope of the surgery, Uh, because it's rare, they wanted to have like a surgeon that came highly recommended, had to coordinate a team together which wouldn't be able to happen for another two weeks so they got it kind of got me on a, a pain management regimen that would hopefully hold me over until that time frame which it yeah I won't say that it did or it didn't but it was it was a rough couple of weeks January 14th was the was the magic day that's when I that's when I had the surgery and well actually I had two days before that I had what you call an embolization and basically what that is is, They go in and cut the blood supply off to the tumor so that it can stop growing and it can hopefully start to die. So they did an embolization. And then two days later, that's when I had the actual surgery where they kind of cut me open. It was a six inch, I say kinda. There's no kinda about it if you see my back. It's an 11 inch incision. But they cut me open. uh, They take the tumor out. They then remove the vertebrae that was impacted from the uh, tumor, take it out completely, clean out any tumor that's left behind that they can see. Then they go in and replace the vertebrae with a titanium cage for stabilization. They put rods alongside of my spine. They put screws in the vertebrae above and below the one that's no longer there, and they sew me back up. And then I wake up and I'm in a pain like I have never experienced before. And so Now this is different from the pain that I was feeling because of the tumor and the fractured spine, this is, man, I just got cut open and they cut through my muscle tissue and my nerve endings and my body is feeling it. So I stay in the hospital hospital for about another week. You know, they release me once they see that I can successfully walk with a walker. And then I get, you know, I graduate to a cane and a back brace and I'm home and I'm just, you know, couch and bedridden. Really, I say couch because laying down was was kind of difficult. It was it was it was tough. So I'll spare you some of the kind of the experience uh, post surgery, and I think you'll kind of get the gist of it throughout the the rest of the podcast. Fast forward nine months later, you know it was it's been a tough nine months. I have slowly, slowly, slowly started to regain you know my life back. Still not pain free, obviously, but definitely night and day from where I was previously. No longer have to use a back brace. No longer have to use a cane or any walking assistance. um, No longer on any pain medication. And it's looking like I'm pretty close to having this all behind me. Uh, I go in for my nine-month checkup because at this point I had did my one month, my, I guess, a four-month, six-month, and then nine-month. The nine-month checkup, I was feeling pretty decent. They did their usual x-ray. Doctor came in and said, how you feeling? All things considered, I feel, feel pretty decent. And he said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I see something on that x-ray that I'm I'm not so sure about. And it looks like we could potentially have a, a recurrence of what happened before. And my heart just sunk to the floor. I'm like, I had just wrapped my head around potentially having this all behind me. And you mean to tell me that this might be the start of something new? And I was, I was devastated. I was devastated. I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. So I'm driving. I'm driving home. I didn't go into the office this day because um, whenever I have appointments, I just never know what that day is going to look like. So I kind of work from home, and I'm just on my drive home. I'm just I'm devastated. I call my wife, and I'm 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 just in tears. I'm just like. I can't believe this is happening. He told me not to worry. He said we got to do some more tests. I just can't even believe that, that there's a chance that this is happening. Fast forward, that's where I'm at today as I as I'm recording this podcast. It's been about 3 weeks since that um that appointment and then from since then I've had a follow-up CT scan, a biopsy, and then a confirmation that, that, that this is a recurrence of what happened before. So yeah, that was it. Was a kind of a crushing blow, and then to top it all off, you know, here we are in November, about to have Thanksgiving, and last year when I got misdiagnosed with the kidney disease, and kind of when I was in the midst of all of this um, health stuff, you know, now I, it's it's all kind of happening happening again. At least right now, they're not pushing for surgery immediately. They're going to put me on a, a a medication that I'll get shots once a month. Uh, and ho- with with the hope of, you know, decreasing the size of the tumor to a point where it's contained and I may not have to have surgery, but there's not a big percentage behind that. The The more likely thing that they think will happen is it'll decrease this tumor, you know, to a degree, which will make for an easier, more successful surgery. So, you know, I'm dealing with kind of wrapping my head around all that, you know, contemplating when I'm going to start these injections because it's one of those things like once you're on, you're on. Um, and you just, you know, there's no plan of, of getting off of it. I shared all of that with you because when I think about all that and I think about my year so far, it really is the essence of what legacy and lifestyle is all about, right? So the first point I want to touch on is life is going to happen beyond your control. So you have to do everything within your power to live the life of your dreams when you're in the driver's seat because you never know when that can change. And for me, that changed dramatically, uh, you know, last year and earlier this year when there's absolutely nothing I can do. There was nothing I could do, uh, really. I was out of the driver's seat. So when you're in, you know, when you're going through your daily life and you just had a long day at work, you're contemplating if you want to work on your business or go to the gym or do something to further your dreams after work because you don't feel like it. uh, Just remember, there's going to be times when forget how you, if you feel like it or not, where you're going to, there might be times in life where you can't, where you're physically incapable of doing it. And you just never know if and when that can happen. I mean, quite frankly, before all this happened, I was the healthiest person I knew. I only went to the doctor's office for my annual checkups, biannual dentist appointments, and that was it. And it was always kind of just a routine thing, but never the expectation of there being an issue. I had asthma as a child, but other than that, um, I've had a pretty decent track with my health. And so to go from being extremely physically fit, extremely physically active, to that all just, you know, being taken away from me was devastating. And then I went through a period during my recovery phase when I couldn't work out, couldn't go to the gym, couldn't do a lot of things on my own. And I, I won't say I was depressed, but I just felt defeated. And I'm just and I was just like you know, why of all things would this happen to me, someone who was so adamant about taking care of themselves, why do I have to get sidelined? It was a reminder to me that, you know, you always have to do things despite how you feel. You know, there's there's so many people right now with who are not pursuing their dreams and not pursuing their lifestyle that they want and not preparing for that legacy that they want to leave just because they don't feel like it, just because the stars don't align, just because they didn't get enough sleep, just because they're in a little bit of pain. And that, quite frankly, is just not acceptable because we only get one life and we have to do everything in our power to maximize our opportunities while we can because we never know when either the opportunity won't be there or we won't be capable of seizing that opportunity. Got to be mindful of that because me at 29 years old never thought that I would be in this place in my life as a result of um, that health situation. But I am. And that just reminded me and should be a reminder to anybody that's listening to this that it can happen to anyone at any time and you are not immune from the bludgeoning of circumstance to say the least the other point i want to kind of touch on and it kind of i guess flows right from the other point is our time is limited so we should spend as much of it as we can doing what we love so for those of you on the fence about leaving a job that you hate or simply staying there just for a paycheck that has to stop because you know your time here is not guaranteed. The quality <laughs> of your time here, and that's when I say quality, I mean from an expectation standpoint in terms of doing you know living your life the way you you thought you would be able to live it is not guaranteed. So you got to stop wasting time doing things that don't serve and fuel your your purpose. What that looks like is either one, just taking a leap of faith um, a plan and calculated leap of faith to doing something that you love that you've been wanting to do for a long time or two, or probably you know more realistically alongside of that job that you have that you aren't really fond of, or you know that you're called to do more. I mean, you're spending as much time as you possibly can uh, putting yourself in a position to be able to get away from that, right? So when you get off work, you're working on weekends, you're working, but not working for somebody else. You're working for you because you've got to Put that energy into living the life that you deserve. The last thing you want to do is have a health situation like mine or something else that comes up and you're looking back like, man, I wasted all this time doing something I didn't even love and now look, it's going to be exceedingly difficult for me to ever achieve what I want to achieve now. And I could have started so long ago and I feel like I've wasted all this time. The key with all this is don't be discouraged by your circumstance, be inspired by it. For me, now that I'm, you know, even though I'm in the midst of going through a new trial, it was a reminder for me that at the end of the day, I still have a fighting chance. I still have an opportunity to make my dreams come true. And instead of moping and whining and complaining, which I'm I, that's never been in my in my personality, but instead of doing that, I am going to do everything that I was set out to do because I know firsthand that life can change in a blink of an eye, just like that. It just a fire that I already had burning, it just, you know, this just added fuel to it. I mean, my my inspiration, my determination just went from level 10 to level 100, you know, after all of this. And even in the midst of all this, heck, I leave the hospital and I go to the gym. I leave the hospital and I'm working on my business because I'm not focusing on what I can't do. I'm focusing on what I can. And I know that at any given moment, I might not have the opportunity to do it at this capacity or I might be temporarily sidelined. And I got to maximize all the time that I have while I can. If you're currently going through something or if you went through something in the past, you know, don't let that be the reason for you not to live your best life. Oftentimes we're not really mad at what happened, right? We're not mad that I had to have surgery or I was in the hospital or that I had this tumor. I'm not mad at that. What we're mad at is the expectation of what we thought was going to happen and it didn't. I never thought that at 29, this would be my story. That's what what we get mad about. We don't get mad about the actual situation. So sometimes we have to take a step back. This was my expectation. Now this is my reality. The question is, what am I going to do with it? You know, so whether it's a divorce, a lost job, a failed business, health issues, you know, don't let that be the defining moment of your life. Well, you can let it be the defining moment of your life from a vantage point of it being the catalyst that makes you go after your dreams instead of the very thing that stops you in your tracks. Because, you know, life has to go on. And there's so many other people um, that you aren't even aware of that are living their dreams in spite of the circumstance that they're experiencing. You know, at some point, you just got to realize that life isn't going to be a bed of roses all the time. And quite frankly, maybe never. But the beauty in that is that we're going to push through and still do what we're capable of, regardless of the circumstance. And that's what makes it so much more meaningful. And that's what allows you to leave a legacy to say, you know what? I experienced all this adversity. But guess what I was still able to accomplish? I experienced all this adversity, but I still decided that I wanted to live life on my own terms and not let my adversity and circumstance dictate how I wanted to live my life. I'm really big on analogies because I feel like it helps make a complex topic or just something that you're having a hard time explaining. It helps make it simple. Think about it like this. When you put a destination in the GPS, it usually gives you, at least with the iPhone, a few routes that you can go. One route may be the shortest route, another route may be a few minutes longer, then the other route may be a little bit longer than that. And you know you can really decide which route you wanna go, and naturally, we're always gonna sh- choose what? The shortest, fastest, easiest route. Sometimes we don't always get to take that route, and that's essentially how life works, right? In life, we, we think that we're gonna go through school, go to college, get a great job, get married, have kids, Live happily ever after everything's perfect but in between all of that life can happen <laughs> right you can have you know health issues the marriage might not happen when you thought it was gonna happen if the marriage happened it might not work out how you thought it was gonna work out whatever whatever you want to throw in there life there's an expectation of how we thought it was going to be when before it happened versus how it actually happened when we got in the midst of it you know when you're in, in your car, That GPS, you know, might try to reroute you because there's a traffic jam or you or you might be slowed down by the traffic jam. Um, There might be an accident ahead. There might be some things that are some roadblocks that are deterring you from being able to go the route you initially intended. But guess what? The GPS will say rerouting. What does that mean? Does that mean you're making a U-turn and you're going back home and then it's over? No, it means that it's going to take you a different path to get to the same destination. The route may change, but the destination remains the same. And that's how we got to look at our life. Like Things may change about what we expected. It may not be going the way we thought, but if we are determined and we are steadfast, we'll still be able to live the lifestyle we want and leave the legacy that we want. But we've got to embrace the fact that what we thought was going to happen isn't necessarily what was supposed to happen and quite frankly, isn't what's happening. So we got to embrace what actually is. And I think where a lot of people fall a victim to is I like to call it the slippery slope of justification. If I showed somebody my my x-rays and if I took off my shirt and showed you my back and explained to you all the stuff I just explained to you, no one would fault me if I didn't have a productive year, right? If I said, well, you know, I just, I mean, I was in pain every day and it was just hard for me to get through my day and I couldn't work out. So that's why I'm fat and that's why I'm out of shape. No one would really argue with me because those are all my circumstance is justifiable. So if I couldn't accomplish my dreams and my goals and this year or make progress towards them, no one I feel like would argue with me there because it's justifiable. But justifying things doesn't do anything to move the needle forward. So you can justify things all day long. Well, I can't work out because I got I got kids or it's hard for me to Hard for me to cook because I don't have the time or it's hard for me to work out because I'm always tired after work and I can't wake up. Or... You can justify all day long, but understand that 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 justification isn't going to change your life. All it's going to do is give you an opportunity to be able to explain your reason for why you don't have the life that you want to have. And that's up to you. If you want to explain to people, well, this is the reason why I'm not living the life I want to live. and And you're OK with people saying, OK, well, that makes sense but you ultimately not having that life that you want, if you're okay with that, then cool. But understand that life is going to be hard. Life is going to be difficult. And it's not going to be easy ever, quite frankly, for the most part. But are you going to let that stop you from going after the life that you want to have? You just got to embrace the fact that this is not going to be an easy journey. But in spite of all that, I'm going to have the life that I want anyway. When you think about having a, de- a desirable lifestyle, we typically think about the result and not the process. So people who have achieved you know, some of the greatest things in the world, they typically go through the most. They just choose not to focus on the circumstance or the issues that they go through. Uh, you gotta get to a point where you stop letting difficult times stop you from moving forward because difficult times are inevitable. There's peaks and there are valleys, and that is a continual cycle. You can't let a, a change in direction stop you from your destiny. We just talked about, you know, being rerouted. A change in direction does not mean your destiny won't be uh, fulfilled. You're just going a different route than maybe you thought you would go. And one of the things that keeps me going is that my destiny and my calling is much bigger than I can even conceive. So when I get rerouted, I'm excited because I know that okay, I thought that the the scope of my destiny was this, but it much it must be much bigger. So God has to kind of take me in a different direction so that I can, you know, ultimately achieve all of what what I'm called to do and not just some of it. And I can, and I can honestly tell you that more often than not, it's not going to feel good, but you got to do it anyway. More often than not, you're going to be tired, but you got to do it anyway. You may be sick, but you got to do it anyway. You may have financial problems, but you got to do it anyway. It may be relationship issues. You got to do it anyway. The list goes on. If I stop. Every time I felt like stopping or I only kept going when I felt good or when everything was going right, guess what? I'd never go anywhere. The same year that I completely transformed my Make Sense to Me brand, the same year that I studied and passed an exam, the same year that I started a second company and revised and updated five learning module books, created this podcast that I'm on right now, etc., was the same year that I had a six and a half hour surgery, a spinal fusion from a tumor that fractured my spine when I couldn't sleep when i was because I was in so much pain for months when I needed assistance putting on my clothes and bathing or even using the bathroom when I had to use a walker and a back brace just to move around when I go through pain daily to this day right this is all the same year but guess what I did it anyway because no matter how bad it seems no matter how much is justified you don't if you don't do it it won't get done and it's really that simple like The world doesn't give you what you deserve. The world gives you what you work for. You got to earn it. You got to earn the lifestyle. And that is the essence of what I'm all about and the essence of what I'm trying to get the people who decide to work with me or opt into the philosophy of my community. That's what I want you guys to understand. And no matter what, nothing's going to stop you from living this life that you deserve and that you earned, period. Positive people have negative thoughts, You know, we just just don't let those thoughts control us. I have moments of frustration, anger, where I'm upset, confused, mad uh, because of the pain that I'm in daily and just what I have to go through. The thing about positive people is we just don't give that much weight to the things that we can't do, and we focus on the things that we can. And there's no such thing as you're just that kind of person. That's a myth. No one wakes up being disciplined. No one wakes up wanting to go to the gym at five o'clock despite being tired or despite being in pain. No one... Wants to work after work. Um, no one wants to, you know, do all the things that everybody else, you know, avoids doing because they're difficult. You condition yourself to become that person because you have decided that what you want out of life is worth it. There's no such, you know, a lot of times people like throw it out there. Like, oh, you just like working out. No, I like the results and I like what it means for my health. So I do it anyway, even to this day. People think because I'm working out in the gym that I'm, I bounce back or I'm back to normal. <laughs> no, I just do what I can within the within the parameters of what I'm capable of doing, and I don't focus on the things that I can't do. And it's really that simple, right? So that kind of leads me to my to my next point: Do what you're capable of, not what you thought you would be able to do, right? Because what you're capable of can change over time. Sometimes it might be bigger. Sometimes it might be less. It can change in the course of a day or a week. But the reality is instead of focusing on what well, I thought I was going to be able to do this, but I can only do this, just do that. Do what you can do because that's going to get you a lot further than complaining about what you can't do and focusing on that. If a person makes $10,000 a month, but they only save 100 but there's a person who makes $1,000 a month and they're saving $100, in theory, they're saving the same amount of money, right? But relative to their capacity, the person who only makes $1,000 a month is saving 10 times more than the person who makes 10,000 a month. So it's all about you know using what you have and doing what you can and not focusing on what you don't have. And so many people get caught up on that and just like, man, if I had this, I would do that. No, you wouldn't because you're not maximizing what you got right now. So stop thinking that if you had more, you would do more. Do everything you can with what you have And that will determine if you're even prepared to be blessed with more. The last point I want to touch on is responsibility. And I didn't look up the definition. When I hear the word responsibility, for me, what comes to mind is an obligation. Like you have a duty. Like, you know, your parents always told you growing up, you need to be responsible. You need to do your chores. You need to do this. You need to do that. Response and then ability. What it made me think about is that you literally have an obligation and a duty to be accountable about the way you choose to respond and you have an ability to choose that response in any given circumstance or any given situation. So if you choose misery, defeat, failure, and that's what you deserve. But if you choose to be encouraged, optimistic, hopeful, determined, then you deserve the fruits that are produced from that kind of thinking. Now, one of the quotes that I think of all the time is, you know, life is 10 percent what happens to you. And 90% how you react to it. When things come your way, you've got to just decide that I'm not going to let it steal my joy. I'm not going to let it stop me from living the life that I was called to live. I'm going to keep pushing forward despite everything. Despite the circumstance. Oftentimes, other people are never going to understand the depths of what you go through. And never going to understand how you're able to still move forward with what you have going on. But it doesn't even matter. All that matters is that you understand why you do what you do, and you understand that no matter how hard it is, that it's ultimately worth it. You're doing this for you, right? Because if you don't do it because of what you're going through, then guess what? All you're left with is what you're going through. And when you decide to get up and fight and keep moving and keep pushing forward, despite all of the circumstance, the trials and tribulations, then life is really worth living, and that's what leaving a legacy and living a desirable lifestyle is all about. It's not about things being perfect. It's about taking what you have and making the most of it. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Like I said, I was a little hesitant to be this open and transparent about what I what I went through and what I even go through consistently and daily and what I'm you know, what I'm going through now with this new new news about the recurrence. But I know that there's some people out there who might think that their situation is unique. Some people out there who need to be reminded that the stars aren't going to align, but I'm going to do it anyway. I hope that this was helpful and I can't wait to the next episode. See you then. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with George Atchampong, where we teach you how to live the lifestyle you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Leave your mark on the world and live the life of your dreams. Now that makes sense to me.